Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Podcasters tend to be opinionated, except when it comes to which app people use to listen to our episodes. Now, most of us just genuinely don't care, but perhaps we should, especially when courting new potential listeners. Hello and welcome to another episode of Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Podcast listening apps have been around since the beginning of podcasting. I mean, chicken and the egg much? You can't have one without the other. In order to listen to a podcast, you need, generally speaking, an app. Most of the people who listen to podcasts use an app, some sort of application to listen to the content. Yeah, sure, some go to the website, but the vast majority of listeners for most shows will be listening through a dedicated podcast listening app. Now, as a podcaster, I probably have the attitude, and I've certainly had the attitude, and I've certainly sent the attitude to all of my clients who I support, that we really don't care what app someone listens to, because they all do basically the same stuff. They all contain a directory of at least enough, if not all, podcasts available. They all have a search feature most of which stink, to help you to help a listener find the specific show they are looking for. And they allow for playback. They allow for subscription so that every time a new episode is produced, it automatically shows up, perhaps the notification. All the basic things you would expect a podcast listening app to do. And it's because of that sameness that we generally don't care which one you use to listen to. Now, we have some leaders in the space. Apple Podcasts, Ray iTunes, he is clearly the leader of the space and continues to be so because, well, they helped define podcasting back in 2005 when they released, when they updated iTunes to include podcasts and kind of became the de facto directory as well as listening app, at least for Mac and iOS users. Android and non-Mac people have had a slightly more difficult time with things, but nonetheless, still the dominant player that's out there. Okay. And while I still think it's a good idea that your podcast be available everywhere, uh, in fact, if you listen to many podcasts these days, a lot of times they will end with a call to action of available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just, again, showing the sameness the uniformity of podcast listening apps in the marketplace. I think that's going to change, and I think it needs to change. And let me tell you why I think it needs to change first off. It is a uniquely podcasty thing 
to say available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, just think about it if it wasn't a podcaster who was talking. Let's say that you were talking to a sculptor at a party somewhere. And your sculptor talks about this amazing new piece they've got. And you say, I would love to see your amazing new piece of art. Where can I find your art? And the sculptor said to me, wherever you view your art. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) What does that mean? I'm asking you a question. Where can I find your show? And you tell me wherever you find my show. I mean, the circular logic is kind of crazy. No one goes to a television producer and says, where can I find your show? Or if we do say that, what they're asking for is what station are you on or which streaming platform is it available on? Well, again, the problem with podcasting, it's available everywhere. So telling them it's available wherever they listen to podcasts, well, A, it's pointless and B, it doesn't really help. Because if the person is asking you where to find your podcast, they don't know where to find anything any podcast, or they're unfamiliar with the fact that your podcast, like every other podcast, is available on whatever default app is inside of their phone. This is your chance for education. This is our chance for education. Yes, I know you've seen the studies that show that now more than 51% of the population, at least in America, has at one time listened to a podcast, but I don't trust that number, to be really honest. We didn't go measure, we didn't go watch, we didn't track people to find out whether or not that statement was true. We simply asked. That's how these surveys work. They simply ask people on the street, have you ever listened to a podcast? And they say yes. They might not have listened to a podcast. They might, want to, they might have watched a YouTube video and thought that was a podcast. They might have clicked on someone's audiogram on the Facebook page. And saw the little 15-second snippet of the little lines going by. And thought they'd listen to a podcast. They might have heard a rebroadcast radio program that said, we're a podcast, but it was actually on the radio. And thought they listened to a podcast. So people generally don't know how to listen to a podcast. And if anyone ever tells you, or asks you the question, how can I find your podcast? Don't tell them it's available Anywhere you listen to podcasts. Now, you might be tempted to do what I have been doing for the last several years when someone's asked about my show is I pull out their phone if I can, or I guess nice, more nicely, I say, what kind of phone do you carry with you? And they either say iOS or Android. And I tell them, well, if it's an iOS phone, it's an Apple podcasts. And you have that purple icon right there on your screen. Oh, cool. Or if they're an Android user, I say, oh, well, then all you have to do is search Google and you'll find it because Apple Podcasts is built right in. That's fine to do, but I don't think that's as helpful as it could be because you're kind of leaving them to their own devices. You're kind of pushing them into a stream where there's lots of content without a lot of differentiation. Speaking of differentiation and why the whole purpose of this particular episode today is, I think that finally, 15-ish years after inception, 2020 might be the year we finally start seeing some differentiation that really matters in the podcast app space. We saw hints of it last year that were (laughs) largely failures, and that is new apps launching that were very focused or designed originally to be very focused in their content. 
So they wouldn't carry everything. They just carry a few things. Well, that's one way to differentiate yourself. But I don't think it's the right way to differentiate yourself. In the past, we've seen other apps come along trying to do things that differentiate, like adding in some social features or some curation lists. And those largely have been fine, but not real breakout successes. But I think the thing that I'm realizing, and I want you to understand, is that we may not have a breakout success. There may not be a blockbuster that's going to come and topple the dominance of Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or, I guess, Google Podcasts. That may not happen. In fact, it probably won't happen because differentiation, almost by definition, means smaller focus. So what I think you should do and what I'm going to try to do is I think I'm going to try to find a favored podcast listening app, one that I know intimately and one I think you should know intimately. I don't know which one that is. I'm not going to tell you which one that is because it's different for every single show. I think you need to understand that app, whether existing app or something new that's coming along down the pipe, understand how to find your show. Understand why it's great. Understand why you love it. And explain to your potential listeners, not your existing audience, that that's the app they should use. So the next time you're at a party or at an event or something else and someone says, how can I find your podcast? You tell them, download this app and then do this and do this. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm here to tell you that that's a much deeper connection you'll have with that person than just saying, oh, it's been on your phone all along and you're dumb because you can't find it. That's not really helpful. It's kind of condescending. So let's not be. Now, I could be totally wrong about the differentiation. (laughs) Nothing new may come of this, but I hope I am wrong. And even regardless, it's a good exercise for you to get more comfortable with the way the products are working. That's what I'm thinking about today. What are you thinking about today? One thing I'd like you to think about as I'd like you to think about going to ratethispodcast.com slash podpunt, because why would I want you to spell out the entire name of the show? Ratethispodcast.com slash podpunt and leave me a rating. It goes like everywhere. Also, buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra. If you liked what I had to say and want to support me, that'd be awesome. And if you need help with your business-focused podcast, that's what we do at Simpler Media Productions. Simplermedia.pro. I'll be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, 
access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.